tip. Good afternoon. It is July 13th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? I have huge news out of New York City. I was just down there this weekend. This was very noticeable. They got rid of a law today. It's been on the books for a long time. They finally got rid of it. It is now no longer illegal for a barber to give a haircut or a shave on Sunday. That, that was a law? <laughs> that was a law on the books. They said it was rarely enforced, but that was technically illegal, and they finally got rid of it. So they're very busy making uh, making changes, the, the lawmakers. Well, yesterday was Monday. Uh, I, I did go with the clean shave yesterday. It's it's been a while. I have not. Uh, it's it's probably the whole pandemic. Honestly, I think I had that. I mean, I was trimming up the beard, but I am also clean shaven right now. So uh, I waited till Monday, though. I I still follow the rule. Is it is it optional to still follow it? I, I suppose it is. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really enforced before, so you know, it it seems like it's very much very much up to you. I, I think there's probably a lot of people that have. Uh, I know I definitely dabbled a little more with the uh, with the facial hair during the pandemic, but we are getting more and more of, I, I'm going to have to go out and I'm going to see people regularly. <laughs> Maybe I uh, clean things up. So sounds like that's the uh, direction you're headed in. What what else could we ban on Sundays? Like, I feel like something needs to take its place. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, uh, what other options are. It's kind of a funky rule. I wonder what the original reason for it all was to begin with. Starting off the podcast, great losing service, right on time. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable how regularly we do this. I, you know, maybe we don't have phone calls between each other like often enough to actually test out the service. It's like every time we do the podcast, some of the internet's like, you know, let's let's do this now. Let's let's just not work or you just drop a call, you know, here or there. Just no, no big deal. Doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. You want to know what also doesn't make any sense right now is Team USA basketball. I, I'm. We could talk more barber stuff, but I, I, it was dead air. I, I, I lost it. So we're moving on. <laughs> Team USA what, what, is a mess. What's happening? I don't know what's happening. So I, I messaged you last night saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna do something different today for the podcast tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna watch the home run derby. It's in Denver. I'm hearing a lot of big stats about how, you know, whatever reasons, layer being a little bit lighter. Like we're, it's, it's the home run, home run derby. We're hitting balls hard and far, hard and fall, hard and far." Man, we were struggling today. They're doing something. They're doing something. Yeah, they're doing something. So I thought it'd be entertaining to tune in for what I assumed to be a highlighted night. And then you were like, "Oh, cool. Uh, I guess you're not watching the Olympic USA game." And I was like, "Oh man, I didn't even know there was one on." I, with this, this final schedule being spread out, which we'll talk about a little bit about later, it's it, it really just hasn't been on on the radar for me. It's just weird, just the whole timing of it all. We're in mid July. Like there shouldn't be, like that should be the only thing I'm worrying about right now. And the finals being all scheduled up is, is a little different here. But I ended up watching the entire Olympic game because this was an actual game. This was a tight game with Australia, which they, they have some NBA guys. I don't think they have any NBA guys we would consider adding to our roster. But they came to play. And this is following a Nigeria disaster of which they have even less NBA guys than either of these teams. And they struggle there. My- no, actually, I think, I think the Nigeria team actually does... Ha- technically have more NBA games than the Australian team. I, I think Nigeria was tied with Canada who did not make it. So ag- agree with your point of if you read off the names of these NBA players, 
if you are not plugged into the NBA, you are not going to recognize him. Definitely not going to recognize him the same way the USA team. You, you read off the guys. It's just like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the, these guys. The Nigeria team almost seems like we, we weren't allowed to send professionals. There's a lot of young rookies type guys on there. Like we're, we're getting veterans on Australia and on Team USA here. And I, I even saw and <laughs> Luis Scola is coming back. He's 41. I, I don't know. I've lost track of how many Olympics he's actually participating in. I think it's five. I think it's five Olympics. I don't know. That's a hell of a career. Luis Scola of Argentina showing up again for one more run. It'll, it'll be, I think it's fifth Olympics at 41. It's a bizarre. Oh, it's a bizarre thing because I look back at that one. That's one of the best Olympic teams I've, I've seen. They with Mono Ginobili and him like years ago. This is so long ago, but I don't know what I don't know what else to talk about. Team USA. I I feel like I feel like we need to blame the coach at this point. I feel like we need to blame some of the recruiting. My biggest issues with all of it was I feel like we have nothing but scores. We nobody cuts. Nobody's good off ball. Everybody's just give me the ball and I'll do something. Nobody's really that great of a defender, or at least not that great of a team defender. I feel like all these guys get bailed out by someone else on their typical NBA rosters. And who's the playmaker on this team? Like who's who's actually excited to pass the ball on this roster? It, 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 it's, it's all added up. And I'm watching Nigeria and Australia play all these team-style basketballs with all these cutters just dunking all over Team USA while we just jack up another three off in isolation Maybe we do one screen and somebody just shoots it. It's, it's an issue. All of that being so you're said, saying we have we have we have too many stars and not enough role players. Well, I don't I don't know if they've had to be role players or they really know how to play role player role player jobs. I don't know if they even know how to do that. Like, when was the last time Tatum had to be a role player? He's never been a but role this, player. We've we've always brought superstars, and this hasn't been a problem in the past. So is this is this Pop's fault? Is 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 the coaching issue? I think it might be a little bit. Look, all this said, we're still going to win. I, there's not a doubt in my th- mind. You think so? I still think we're going to win. There's not a doubt in my mind. I still. What think is going win. to change between now and I think the Olympics tip off in uh, a couple of weeks? Well, I hate to say it like this, and I don't know if I would say this at any other point, but there's going to be some champions coming to this team or champion. All right. Either Middleton and Drew Holiday are coming or and Booker is coming, and one of them is going to. One of those three is going to be a champion, if not the other two. I, I think that's going to be a bit of, bit of a difference right now. These guys are still playing. I feel like everyone else, I don't know if the competitive juices just haven't kicked in yet or if they're just. No, see, I'm hearing all these sorts of excuses. It doesn't matter. It's just exhibition. Who cares? No, it, it matters because we invented the sport and we've dominated the sport since it was in the Olympics. And it's not a, oh, you know, we only won by 10. We were thirty, close to a thirty-point favorite against Nigeria and lost to them. That isn't the oh, you know, the competitive juices aren't quite flowing, or you know, well, this team hasn't really played together so much. If you're a thirty-point favorite, you should you should be able to go out there and at least get the get to get the win. Beyond, it really should be blowing them out. Uh, Pop got all bent out of shape yesterday. Oh man, it's really just going to be like this today. Uh, we're we're just not going to be able to hold on to the service at all. Popovich has to hold some responsibility into all of this, but it's weird that we have all this offensive talent, all these one-on-one guys, all of the things I said that we we don't have in the role helps and all that. We should be able to score so much. We should be able to score against anybody. We should. This team should score 150 points by default 
against anybody. I mean, the the three-point line is closer. The officiating is always a little bit of an adjustment, but I feel like the way a lot of these guys are quote-unquote diva scorers, it should benefit them even more. I I, I don't know. It's, it's how, how, how so on the uh, on, on the diva scoring? Well, I I don't know if you necessarily need to force the foul every single time, like a lot of these guys are used to. But I think for a lot of them, that's almost distracting. Like, it, like it's especially I think for Tatum, just just you either don't don't play for the foul. I think some of these guys are trained to go for the foul every single time, and in and I feel like the the World Cup or whatever Olympics and all this FIBA stuff, it's it's a little bit more aggressive, but. I think it prevents you from playing a James Harden style or a Chris Paul style of forcing these silly fouls all the time. It's just more pure basketball. And I think all of these guys are actually better off playing that way. And the NBA just plays into that hand and they're they're like, well, if you're going to give me this, I'm going to take it. They're not going to give you that in this international league. So I think that should hopefully help everybody in the long run. But it is a bit of an adjustment. The complaining is also that's not going to that's not going to work. You, you know, you guys, we We've lost in the the, the the two starting games, the exhibition games. We've lost both of them. I've seen the headline that this is the first time that Team USA has lost consecutive exhibition games. I did some more research. Since we started to go pro, since the 92 Dream Team, before this one, we'd only lost two exhibition games. So this is very much uncharted territory. And we were talking that it was Coach Pops. Uh, maybe, maybe it's his fault. This didn't happen when Coach K was here. Do we need to get him back? Do we need to call him up, help him save America? Well, I'm going to say something bold. I think all the good role players professionally in the NBA are international guys. Who are the good role players for Team USA? I feel like we have this upper echelon of stars that are pretty good, and then, you know, you sprinkle in some guys after that. But where where are the role players? Where's the 3 and D guy? Every single player drafted in the NBA this year is being talked about. Are like, all right, are they three and D guy or are they a scorer? Because if you're not this, you need to be at least that. I, I feel like we, where are the three and D guys? This is, we're looking for them in every single draft every year, and not one of them could fit onto this roster. You, you, you mentioned this before, and I was saying we usually show up with with a bunch of stars, and it works out. I don't think that you need to get a. Uh, a more traditional role player from the NBA. It's just, you have to mold these superstars into, Hey, this is what your role is going to be on this team. It's going to be a little bit different, but you got to get them to buy in. Yeah. I think it just would have been easier to put together a little more smartly constructed team roster wise. Who would you have wanted? It's, it's more of who I wouldn't have put together. I don't know if I would have put all these guys on the floor together. It's too much. Do we need to get do we need to get Mello back? Look, the one thing I will give Mello credit, and this team needs someone like this to just step up and say, All right, I'm gonna be the guy. Mello just said, I'm gonna be the guy. And I'm gonna shoot a bunch of corner threes, and we're gonna win a lot of games because of that. I, I someone needs to grab the reins of this team. I felt like Durant could have done it, but I didn't really see it. And then losing, I mean, he he started cooking a little bit at the end. I think he hit four threes in a row at one point, but even that just felt more like a desperation, like heave of like, well, we can't do anything else. I guess I'll just do this. I don't know who's leading the team. I wonder a little bit about the age of Popovich and whether or not that's relevant or relatable or even just. Well, that's not good because he just became the uh, the Olympic coach. So the I, I thought the idea was he was going to be the Olympic coach for a while. But if he's already, uh, I think he might be too old. That's not good. 
he's been involved with this heavily. I, I just wonder if his voice is fading out a little bit. We, we talked about the Celtics and Brad Stevens. Just It's just not the same juice as it once was. I wonder if Popovich is going through a similar situation. Also, he's just not a young guy either. He's relating to younger and younger people every year. Like It's amazing to me that like Coach K and Bayheim and all these guys are... Like they're they're decades older than these people that they're coaching. It's it it's just, there has to be a bigger gap to of 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 difficulty every single time. They're different eras. I don't know. When Coach K was there, we were much more successful. Maybe maybe uh, we we changed too quickly. Are we being too naive of not giving credit to the rest of the world? Also, I think the, I think the rest of the world is definitely getting getting a little bit better, but. Uh, we're still just so far, far ahead. Uh, I, I, and I get what pop was trying to say a little bit of, Oh, you know, we just don't always blow out teams. No, we don't blow out every single team. Argentina comes to play. There are some other teams that they, they, they show up, they know what they're doing. They have some strong international talent. They provide a challenge to us, but once again, we were 30 point favorites against Nigeria and we lost to them. That, that that is sixteen over a one seed territory. That's embarrassing. That shouldn't happen. So you don't think they're gonna win? I I still think that we're gonna win. I think we're gonna overreact to all of this. I think there's glaring flaws, and it's just not gonna matter in the long run. I, I'm hoping our talent just adds up to the point where we're just better than everyone else. I am a little concerned that there are some some good NBA players on some of these other teams. I I wonder if the one man Luca team. It's just the secret weapon to beating anybody for a game because it's only a game. It's a tournament style. We're well, not hold doing. Hold on, doesn't doesn't Luca play that same sort of NBA offense that you're talking about of hunting for the foul? I mean, I wouldn't say he's at the same level as Harden or as, as Trey Young, but I would definitely say if our guys are struggling with that, why wouldn't he struggle with that? Well, if you think Luca's going to slow down on the complaining, I I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But but that's what I mean. If you think he's going to be successful, why would he be successful? And our it seems like it should be both are successful or neither are successful. No, no, he's going to be successful because he doesn't have any other teammates to even think about passing to. A lot of our guys right now, I feel like, are being passive, being like, "Am I the guy or is he the guy?" I think I'm the guy, but do I want him to know that? Like, who's going to tell somebody that? Someone needs to start saying something to someone, just so that it's like, all right, Lillard, you have your moment. Durant, you have your moment. Like. There, there needs to be some sort of tier of established roles here to get anywhere. Otherwise, it's going to be here and there. It's just like, all right, we'll give it to this guy one try, this guy another, and you know. But it can't be that way. No, it's it's. And, and that that's you it, can beat it's, a, it's leadership that has to has to deal with that. I mean, you can beat a bad team it, that way, but you're not going to beat a team with actual NBA guys on it. They're going to catch on to that. This isn't working. This is a bad, fluid offense. I think they're still I, I, just, win, I just don't know if uh, you you mentioned the guys coming off of the off of the finals. If that's going to be the answer of these guys just grinded through the NBA playoffs and immediately go to the Olympics. So I mean, I guess they'll be in shape, but I don't know. Are they they, they worn out from you know the the bubble season and everything, and they show up? And I, I just don't know if that is just the oh, this is what we needed. All right, conspiracy time. Does everybody in this locker room actually hate each other? We have some former teammates. I think the Draymond KD thing has been documented enough. We don't really need to cover it right now. But is there a little turmoil inside there that these guys are 
maybe not as friendly as we always hoped. I mean, it, everyone makes fun of them, this generation, of always can being buddy-buddy with can everyone. Can you put away your differences for America? Like, this is the Olympics. And was this not looked at ahead of time? Did you just go and go, oh, these are the guys we want? Did you not do any sort of, I don't know, compatibility test? You know, some interviews or something to find out, hey, do you guys hate each other? Or is that the problem? Do they all like each other? They don't want the one guy that everybody hates to just propel the team to victory. We could use that guy too. I did that. That role isn't on this team either. I, I don't know who anyone is. I, I wonder what Draymond's going to end up doing this team. He's either going to force his way to get him all to play the way he wants, which is probably the, what we need, or he's going to get sat on the bench and not even put in the game because man, I, I saw some atrocious offensive play a little bit yesterday. He won't even look at the rim, and he probably shouldn't, but I just think other teams are going to catch on to that, that this guy does not want to score, and unless he's passing the ball, and he made some great defensive plays. But <laughs> What do you mean, like, they might figure it out? Have they watched any of the Warriors games the past year? We just I... play on the West Coast, and I don't get to catch a lot of Warriors games, and I know that Draymond has no interest in shooting the ball. I was giving him a... it's it's him and It's him and Simmons. Oh, <laughs> they got the ball out there? I mean, and he'll shoot it more than Simmons will, but no thank you. I was willing I to give him... I would very much like to pass this away. I was willing to give him a little benefit of the doubt that if you put a bunch of all-stars around him like he had in the dream days of, of Golden State, that it's kind of okay to have him out there. And this is the closest thing you're going to have to that, of having four guys around him that are actually a threat to score the ball every single time. It's the only scenario which it's worth playing one of these guys, where it's like we have four other guys that are willing to shoot. So I think he's probably the only bright spot of this team, despite being just a horrendous offensive talent. But I think we need more guys like that. I just, or at least more guys that are willing to pass the ball and play make and create for others. I, every highlight against that Nigeria had against us and Australia had against us, it felt like somebody dribble drive to the baseline and then kicked it out right through the lane for a, a quick dunk. I feel like that happened to every single Nigeria highlight that we saw. Is maybe maybe play a little bit of defense. Maybe maybe do that yourself on the other end. Maybe Durant cuts back door one time. I mean, if. If the Olympic game is a is a little bit rougher, was it a mistake not to have Zion on the team? A guy that is not hunting for fouls is, I am just bigger and stronger, faster than you. Good luck trying to stop me. If you knock my elbow a little bit, if you knock into my shoulder a little bit, it does not matter. I'm going strong to the hoop and I'm going to finish. I, I think just having point guard Zion actually would be a better point guard than anyone else we have out here. I think he might be a better passer than anyone on this team right now. Like, who's the best passer on this team? Durant? You didn't even, love on the outlet, you maybe? Didn't, you, didn't even the say that, you didn't even say that confidently. No. I think it's, I think it's Draymond. Is it, is, it, is it too late to get Chris Paul after he wins the, wins the championship? <laughs> just, just fly him out? Just audible? Like, hey, we, just need, we need a point guard. We need a guy that is going to run the offense. I think even if he was just on the roster, we would be better off. Even if he didn't even play. I don't know. Speaking of awesome players right now, there is an NBA Finals going on. There's some awesome players in there. I feel like we started this Finals going off being like, all right, is Giannis healthy? He's probably not healthy. The Suns might be the better team anyways. And I, I think we're all ready to say Devin Booker is going to be the best player in this series. And now I don't know. I, I texted you yesterday saying I don't know if we did the podcast yesterday I might have I might have picked the Bucks to win it all now 
I feel like they figured out something here. They have a size dominance in Giannis that I don't know how how the Suns are going to counter with it unless they score a hell of a lot more points. If Booker's going to be off or if they're not going to have these strong role-player games, like they've had really strong role-player games between Bridges has 27-1 game. Even Crowder last game had a hot game. You can't lose the Crowder game. That, that, that's going to be kicking them later. They're going to doubt. I doubt they're going to get another good one out of him. So <laughs> I, I yeah, wonder. Six for seven from three. I wonder who the best player in this series is. And I'll ask you, would you rather have Giannis or Devin Booker right now? Oh, Giannis, easily. It's not even close? Not even close. So you think Milwaukee's going to win the series? Or you think that the team, his team's that much weaker than Phoenix's? Like he doesn't have enough help around him. Because if he's it all a better depends player, on if if Middleton and Holiday are at that the the, the line of of you know we were kind of talking about before of, of role player or star. If they are stars, they will perform on the road, and I think that they'll win. But if they are role players and they can only do this at home, which they did do the last game, Holiday had twenty one points, Middleton had eighteen. Uh, Holiday was five for ten from from three. That's what you need. Giannis, he had 40 points in, in game game two, but those other guys didn't show up. So it's it's a matter of, oh, are they playing this way because they're at home or they figured something out or the, the first couple of games were a fluke? But those guys, it can't just, just be Giannis. I think Giannis might be the best player in the series. I'll agree with you on that. I think it's close, you though. You think so? He's got 80-something points between the past two games, and it's not like he's not playing defense or doing anything else. The, the, the free throws can definitely be uh, be an issue. He went 13 for 17 the last game. That's, uh, I think that's about as much as you can uh, you, you can hope for there. Oh, that, that's that's great news. That's that's Happy Gilmore learning how to putt, man. That's, that's the miracle. <laughs> if he's able to put together free throws like this, I don't know how they're going to stop him. He could get to the line infinitely more times if he's going to shoot free throws like that but otherwise it's not worth it if he's gonna like he's had games where he's gone like one for 17 and that's just a wasted possession every single time if he could shoot 50 percent i i think i think that might be good enough if he's gonna go 14 for 17 they should they should win the series that and that is going to be a, a a huge a huge factor. I think seventeen free throws is a lot of free throws. It didn't feel that forced though. It felt opportunistic. That no, they were... no. I think he he's big and it, it's to it's to be expected. He drives to the hoop. He he, he forces the issue. Yeah, I, I don't think it's any sort of uh you know the referees are bailing him out or or giving him calls. It's just when you drive to the hoop and you're that big and lanky, you're, you're gonna get it. You got they had a. Uh, uh, Crowder on him uh, a bunch of the time, and Crowder, tough guy, trying to do the best he can. But no, it's a bad Giannis, matchup. Giannis is a is a you know he's a Greek freak for a reason. Crowder's trying to distract him with some trash talk as much as possible, which you just know is just a long shot prayer of of trying to slow him down. You gotta do something. I I wonder <laughs> is Dario Saric the the only player to ever have his stock go up while being injured. Because all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're a super small team. They don't, they don't have Dario Sarge that nobody's ever talked about, right? And and, and I, I do agree with it that it's just another body out there. He has size. I wouldn't say he's. Nobody's ever talked about his defense. Nobody's ever been like great help defender. 
or or can totally throw him at Giannis and you know we'll have a shot. <laughs> but they are a little thin. DeAndre Ayton gets in foul trouble last game and that changes the whole game. I thought the way they benched him and put him back in was a little questionable. I thought they Look, this is the NBA Finals. You you got to take some chances. I know traditionally you put him back in what 10 minutes left in the fourth. I I don't I don't know if that rule like is there like did the analytics say that that's the safe thing to do or is this just some weird old coaching strategy that just carried on for years and ages that makes no sense cuz clearly when Aiton's in there they're able to do a lot more stuff with him. Maybe he fouls out and you lose the game anyways, which is what you did anyways. But I think if you leave him in there, at least you got a chance. I, I almost feel I think like- the problem is is they don't have a they don't have a backup center. They don't have a like a Aaron Baines or even a you know a Tice kind of going right 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 to the Celtics there. But just a okay, we could throw this guy in there, eat some minutes, get some get some fouls in there. After after Aiton, it's like Frank Kaminsky. It's and I mean that's a totally different different player, but. That's the he's a power forward. There's no other power forwards or centers on the on the roster that played the last game. I I think you got to play Aiton regardless of the foul trouble. If he fouls out with the whole fourth quarter to go, that's fine. But you can't do what you did last game, where you're kind of down ten and then you're down like fifteen to twenty by the time you put him back in. Because now that now the game just feels it's too late. It's not even that it's too late. It's just. You forced your team to go out of rotation and play a style that they didn't want to play. The other team just gained so much confidence while Aiton was gone. And when he get, when he came back in, it was like, we're cooking now. It's too late. Everybody's in rhythm. Everybody feels like they can do whatever they want in the paint when Aiton isn't there. I I don't know if attack – I just think you got to attack him nonstop. I actually <laughs> – this is going to sound crazy – Maybe post up Brook Lopez, you know, give him a couple extra touches down there. Because if we can get Aiton out of there, I think that's almost the secret formula now to changing the the, the whole series. It's just the there's just not a lot of post ups happening anymore in the NBA. I just I just don't know if they want to go to that. Yeah. Uh, do you think these games are being a little too spaced out, or do you like this? Like, are we just anti-consumers? <laughs> it definitely threw, threw me off. Uh, I was I mentioned right before the podcast, I assumed that uh, game four was going to be today. It's okay. The other game was Sunday. It's still in Milwaukee. So usually there's a day off. And then, oh, no. there. What was the last game? Last game was Thursday. So then there was two days off for it to be on Sunday. Now there are two days off again. So it'll be Wednesday. And the game after that is not till Saturday. So it's... It's really spaced out. I, I I get for the for the travel day, but when it's in the same location, it seems like it's really, really, really taking a while. Are we just antsy fans, or is this giving us a better product? Because I actually wanted to say that I don't know if this is good right now because these games have kind of been a blowouts. Like, what's what's been the good game so far? Was game one close? K- kind of. I mean, I guess you could say Milwaukee had a chance to win it, but I don't know if we were really convinced it was a real chance at any point. Because game two wasn't a blowout, but the the Suns were in control. It, it never it never felt like the Bucks were actually making making a push at any point. And then in this last game, uh, after that second quarter, Bucks were very much in the in the driver's seat. So. 
are these just is this just how the series is going, or do you think the rest has anything to do with the the blowouts? Like, I'm wondering if these home teams are just coming in so rested and comfortable that they're just blowing out the road team. I mean, we're gonna see the next game how this all plays out, but yeah, it does uh, it does feel a little long though. Uh, maybe maybe I'm being being selfish and saying don't don't spread it out. But if it means that Giannis has time, because remember last week when we were doing the podcast before game one, it was. What if is Giannis going to play? And not only is he is he playing, I mean he's doing everything out there. Everything. He doesn't look slowed down at all. all. All out, all out on both ends. The blocks on each end, crazy stuff. I when he pinned the, I think it was game two. He chases down. A, it might have been game one. I don't know. One of those games, he chases down somebody and pins this this block on a layup. He just pins it right on the backboard. I don't, injured guys aren't supposed to be able to do that. And most guys aren't supposed to be able to do that. Just healthy. His his worst game was game one. That was where he was, I think, doubtful coming in, or maybe by the time we had done the podcast, he was questionable by by the uh, by by close close to game time. But that was his worst game, and he had twenty points and seventeen rebounds. Yeah, this just seems like a little bit more consistent of a train to ride right now of of Giannis being able to dunk on everybody. I don't know. I'm curious. He's got to make his, he's got to make his free throws. And I don't know if once they go back to, uh, to, to Phoenix with all the, the, the whole, all the fans, they're all ready to go to, to do that count. And I, I don't think he can change it now, but I, I guess, I guess he kind of got two schools of thought on this and I'm sure it could go either direction of take as much time as you, as, as you possibly can make sure that you're, you know, you're not out of breath. You've, Got plenty of time, but it just seems like it, it gives you so much more time to think about it. Did you like the the, the Booker count? They counted the twenty on on one of his free throws. Like he has he doesn't. No, I didn't ball. pick up on that. He, he doesn't even have the ball yet. They're already counting. Oh, they're they're already counting. <laughs> I, I in love it as a oh, you want to go at our guy? We're gonna go at your guy. <laughs> I'm on board with that. <laughs> he doesn't even have the ball yet. They're already at three. One, <laughs> two, three. He just got the ball. Four, five, <laughs> 18, 19, <laughs> 20. <laughs> no, I'm a fan of that. I, I, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I hope we get a good game. We we deserve an NBA Classic right now. I, Giannis is having a great game. Booker's had some really good games. And, you know, Chris Paul is just kind of this legendary guy out there. We need We need a Classic game. I don't know when we're going to get it. It will hopefully be an inevitable game five and maybe a tied up series here, but I don't know. This, this series could go in so many different directions. It's it's a weird how the momentum plays out. Once the team wins two more than one game in a row, it's it's funny how the momentum changes. How bad would it be if Chris Paul had a three one lead and he blew it again? It wouldn't be good. <laughs> I I'm more of like it wouldn't seeing, be good. I'm more of just seeing like. How can he finally gets to the finals? He's finally having a great series. He has those he has those game where he just took over, two kind of two games there, and he really wasn't bad the last game either. He I thought he was really kind of in, in a good groove with that uh, mid range kind of pull up. He, he kept cooking like Bobby Portis on that, but we'll see. I I I wonder what reputation is going to be adjusted by the the finals the most right now. Are we really going to crown Chris Paul here, or are we going to give it to Giannis, you know, two-time MVP? 
Never thought Booker would ever, you know, even get anywhere. Now Booker's going to be on the Olympic team. Maybe he has a ring there, too. I wonder how Holiday and uh, Middleton are going to feel on the Olympic team right now. These guys are all going, like I said. You think there's going to be animosity between uh, those three? No, I don't think so. You put your differences aside for America. You're you're, bo- you're bonding together. This is this is about winning the gold medal. I wonder if adding Middle- to your legacy. I wonder if Milton and Drew are like, wow, we missed playing with Giannis. You know, uh, <laughs> someone that's actually going to do the dirty work. It, it, it's it's a different it, it's a different it's a different team for sure. But your your competition's different as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of some competition, McGregor Poirier round three or fight three. I think it's three, right? I'm pretty sure it's three. Yep. Yep. This is the third one. Losing track of all this, uh, was over the weekend and we, we got one round, (laughs) one round. I think it was maybe 1220 (laughs) AM East coast time. Uh, we get one round and it was a pretty good round. It was, it was definitely entertaining one. Some punches connected. And then, like, five seconds before the round ends, McGregor's back foot just snaps. His ankle just breaks. Not not even a wrestling move, not really throwing a punch, not a blocked kick or anything. He's just bouncing back and forth, kind of in a boxing position, and his back foot, his ankle just snaps. It's almost like a, like a ankle twist or tweak that just goes completely wrong. It, it was, I wouldn't recommend watching it. But this is almost <laughs> perfectly set up so that these guys can make so much more money to do it one more time. I don't know if they are going to do it. It kind of feels inevitable that they will do it. McGregor kind of got his ass kicked a little bit in the first round, but I, who knows how this goes out in, in the next couple rounds. I've seen guys get their ass kicked in round one, and then that guy's tired for the later rounds. So it, it, it was technically a loss for McGregor. He made it very clear in the interview that this was a medical stoppage. <laughs> that he did not lose. I don't know how that exactly works, but I That's a loss. There's <laughs> <laughs> a loss in, in, in the in the in the records. <laughs> you can go look in the newspaper. I, I, I think he's gonna be putting an asterisk on uh, on every one of those newspapers by hand. He's gonna go hand write it on every single one. Yeah, probably. Uh that this was a medical stoppage. I I wonder just how much people are gonna care about McGregor and if this is ever gonna fizzle out. Is there is there room for a new guy, or do we really want this again? I, I don't know. I just felt like a stretch to do the third one. They always have to do this. I don't know. Like, do we want Rocky Four, or do we do we want to just keep making more of these? Did you watch this at all? Uh, I I didn't watch it. It was uh, it, the the fights are just it's so it's so, so tricky. Like you said, like you said, it ends at you. Know, you kind of jokingly like, yeah, it ended at uh, you know, just after midnight because there's only one round. But for for basketball, it, you know, it drives me crazy enough with oh, it's a nine o'clock start and it, like nine fifteen is when it starts. It's like okay, I kind of got that figured out. But with 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 the fight of, I, I, I legitimately I was in New York City, I walked into a uh, into a bar where I was looking looking for uh, for my friends, and there was a couple sitting at the bar. And I can hear the, the the woman like nudge uh I don't know husband or boyfriend whatever significant other goes oh ask ask him he probably knows and he goes hey do you know what time the McGregor fight is tonight <laughs> and I kind of chuckled of well tomorrow <laughs> I, I, nobody like nobody really knows and so it's hard to plan unless you're watching all of the fights and kind of clearing your whole schedule on when it's exactly going to start and 
you can kind of get the follow on Twitter. If you got kind of like a network of friends of just like, Hey, let me know when this thing starts. And so with it ending in the first round, it wasn't even a, Oh, you get a hold of me and go, Hey, like this is, this is a good one. You want to turn this on. And doubly. So once I, uh, I heard about it was, yep. McGregor uh, broke his leg. It's like, Oh, so it's not even worth watching the, the, the highlights of this. Because I uh, I saw a picture and that was plenty for me. Yeah. So if it was a knockout, it's like oh I'll, I'll check out the, the the knockout, but something like that, nope, 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 not for me. There there was some contact prior prior to this. Like there was some real like I feel like sometimes these fights everyone's on the defensive or they're just so good at defense that you know you don't really see any offensive attacks or connections. There there was contact made. McGregor got got his face smashed a couple times and he he caught uh, Poirier with like this almost like Floyd Mayweather left hook where he he doesn't even throw it super hard he just like does it super quick and just connects like on his cheek for like a half second and but he hit it so precisely you could tell he was a little phased by it but i don't know the, the fights are frustrating i think my biggest frustration with it is it is it is a short event but it's such a long production the 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 walkout yes. is is 10 minutes a piece like the rounds aren't even that long the whole fight isn't even as long as the walkout is it just it just feels so over the top, but I get there's so much money into it that they need to make it into a show. It has to be a production. I, I think we're more just used to an actual sports production where it's like, yeah, we're here for, for sports. Like this, the, We're here for the the fight. <laughs> I'm not here for the music. I'm not here for the, the, the performance on the intro. I'm not, I'm not here for your sponsors and the post game. I'm not. I'm, I'm here to watch some people hit some people. <laughs> Let's get to that part. Yeah, I, clearly it's uh, it, it's working for them because everybody's making a, a ton of money off of it. But I, like, I, I, it seems as the fights go on, I'm I'm less and less interested uh, in in McGregor. It's like he's lost six times now. So who is the the new up and comer? And I I get with the fights, you got to come up with reasons uh, to to make it make it interesting and it's it's personal. So well, they're really, they're really going to get after it. But I, I'm trying to think of the last time that there was a fight that I was excited about that I, you know, set aside the the, the night, like I'm going to watch this. And then the next day was, I'm glad I did that. When I do that for basketball, I'm going to say majority of the time, I like the next day I wake up and just like, no, I'm, I'm glad I did that. But with the fights, it's like, why did I do that? I stayed up until, until one in the morning and I was disappointed. I think it's harder to be a casual fan for this this sport, also. And maybe that's just, I, I'm definitely a casual fan, where I'm a, I'm much more of a serious basketball fan. I I also the, the more I follow into all of it, it, the more I feel like it's so unrelated to the actual fighters, the the spouse trash talk or the the social media nonsense. It's it's all just promotion. And McGregor, the reason he keeps getting all these fights is that he's so good at the promotion that you can't fight anyone else and make as much money. At what point is that scale kind of balance out with all right, McGregor's not making how, as how much? How are people still still buying that? I, I get know. it at the beginning, the, but it just seems like is when you're. I'm I'm trying to think of a specific TV show, but where at first they do something it's like, oh wow, that's cool and new, and I'm interested. And they do it again, it's like, all right, yeah, still cool. But then when they continue to do it, of this is fake. This isn't real. I guess all TV isn't real, but just, okay, it's jumped the shark. This is no longer interesting. And I, I, they're still making a ton of money. So still there's a bunch of people that are very interested, but uh, I'm, 
I guess on the casual, just slipping farther and farther away. The McGregor career is fascinating, too. He has lost a lot, and then there's the whole boxing thing with Floyd kind of in the middle of it, which is even more of a fantasy scenario of, like, how, how did we even get here? Like, what? <laughs> if you told me at the start of McGregor's career this is how it was all going to play out, I, I think this is the craziest way we would have thought. Like, nobody would have thought this. I, but the relevancy is, is there. I It's it's amazing how much money he, he draws and how much attention he's somehow always able, able to get. I mean, have we ever not heard about any of his fights? Every one of his fights, they'll you always find, know. They'll find a way to find us. We're not, I don't follow any UFC pages. I don't go out of my way to look up any of the information, but I see it. Yeah, some somehow I knew there was going to be the, the the McGregor fight was happening, but I didn't know that the Olympic uh, basketball team had a had a game. They, I don't know how they messed that up. I I can't think of how I could be more plugged in to basketball. And it wasn't until my dad texted me like after the game was over about like, Oh man, that's a terrible upset. And I had to like, look it up to figure out like, what's he talking about? He's talking about like the fight or what? It's like, how, how did I not know about this? I had no idea about it either. I had no idea. Was starting. Yeah, how, yeah. How did the two of us, we, we have a weekly podcast. We're what? Most of the time, half of it is NBA related or definitely basketball related. Where where was the promotion? I get it. I get it's an it's an exhibition, but I'm figuring, figuring even uh, you know NBA Twitter. Uh, maybe maybe it's because the finals are still going on, so people are plugged into that. Where if it had been a normal year and the finals were have have been over for uh, two two three weeks, this would be the main focus. But it seems like a real miss by who's ever showing these on TV to be missing eyeballs. Yeah. I also I didn't I didn't know it was gonna be in Vegas. That that might have been that might have been fun to go to. I, just, just throwing it out there. I mean I'm not saying I would have, you know, made moves immediately and or you know, made actual plans around it, but I I didn't I didn't know I didn't know that part either. Yeah, how often do you get a chance to see the, the Olympic team play without uh, having to go to a an, another country? Yeah, I mean even just seeing last night's game, I mean you're gonna see a lot of NBA players on the other team. Joe Ingles, Patty Mills. Uh, it, it is Baines. cool that they're now that I've realized that it's happening and looked it up and how they're doing it in between the finals games. They're not trying to go head to head. I like that, that someone had the forethought to go, Hey, let's not put these on the same day. Yeah. I, we're, we're lucky. We have the topics we have to talk about on this podcast. Normally this mid July podcast is a struggle. It, it's It'd a, be it, free agency. It's it's compl- actually by this point, free agency would be pretty cold because free agency is normally around the fourth of July. So it might have been some lingering stuff, but we probably would have already the past two weeks would have talked about all the the free agency moves. Yeah, I mean Kawhi Leonard would have signed with Miami by now, and <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to think what other crazy things would have happened by now. But yeah, you know John Wall would have been traded to the Lakers. Ben Simmons would have been traded. Yeah, it's- to the Warriors. <laughs> I'm really over the Simmons trade talk at this point. It's everybody has a story and none of them sound like a good idea. Like if you heard one trade, there's like, you know what? That makes sense for both teams. I, I could see. I Philly. really haven't heard too many. This is any details. It's just been the, the Sixers have opened up trade conversations and they're reportedly looking to net an all-star caliber caliber player in return. Like, 
Well, that makes sense. You're trading away an all-star caliber player. You're in win-now mode. You'd also like to get one back. But everybody saw what he did in the playoffs, so that might be difficult. Yeah, we got breaking news actually right now. Uh, Team USA will play Argentina, and Jason Tatum will not play due to right knee soreness. Oh, boy. Are we, we, do we have a new Kemba Walker on our team already? Is this is this happening? He's just resting, right? It's just rest. You might as well take a rest, but uh, that game is actually happening right now. It's almost halftime. Wow. Are we are we winning? Do I dare even – do we even want this on the podcast? I mean, I swear, if we lose a third game in a row, I <laughs> – we we are winning. Argentina, I would say, is the best out of all of these teams that we've played, just on on name recognition. But we're we're up we're up twelve right now. But I've definitely seen some pretty terrible, more pickup basketball style. Just what are you doing? Kind of kind of moves that I've just been able to try to internally deal with while I'm I'm being a professional here on the podcast. Well. The, the chemistry has to click at some point. There, there's no way all these other countries have so much better chemistry than us this this easily and this quickly. Australia, I, feel, I felt like these guys have played together their whole lives. Half these guys they aren't may, even on the they same They may team. have. No, no, they haven't. Joe Ingles and Patty Mills are not playing together regularly, are they? Like, are these guys, like Aaron Baines is playing with them. Like, this is... These guys all get when together. They, I imagine they go home and there's only the, there's only the smaller group where in the NBA, there's a lot more, but I just think as, as a basketball player, you've played a lot of times with guys you've never played with before. Is it perfect? No, but at a certain level, it just, it works and you're playing basketball. And you don't have to be the best of friends. You just, it's a business arrangement at, at worst. Well, these other countries seem to be handling their business a lot better than us. That's yeah, an issue. We'll, 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 we'll see what happens when the, when, when the real games start, but losing games is, is never good. I think even if the, like the Nigeria game, if we had pulled that out and it was, we had won, you know, on a last second buzzer, I think there would still be the, what in the world was this? Yeah. Maybe it's that of an beat, era, man. We maybe. beat Nigeria in the London Olympics by 83 <laughs> points, 80. We doubled them up. That you know, you know when you get doubled up, you get beat by eighty points. That doesn't happen in the NBA. That happens the first week of college basketball when some blue blood is playing a team that is not even technically in Division One. That's when that happens. I I think we find that coach a new job. I mean, that, this is improvement here. Look at the, this is an eighty point comeback here over four years, maybe five even less. Years. Five years. <laughs> yeah, we're off a year right now. Yeah, because it's supposed to be last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's stupid, stupid COVID stuff. Actually, speaking of stupid COVID stuff, and it's kind of non-existing a- anymore. We, you went to a movie theater the other day. You, you, you ventured out into the world. I, I finally did. I, I hadn't been obviously all of COVID, and even before that, it, I, I, I would, I would go to the movies, but it wasn't an all the time thing. I, I like going, but I want to go for the, for the right movies. And yeah, I saw, I saw Fast Nine on. Saturday. Nope, on Friday. And it was exactly what you thought it would be. Similar to, I think we've talked about the, uh, the Entourage <laughs> movie. It was very much on brand. If you like the previous Fast movies, you will enjoy this one. If you think that the Fast movies are ridiculous and stupid, well, don't spend your money on this. But it was really cool. The past month, six weeks or so, 
uh, we've at the, my roommate tonight, we've watched all of the Fast and Furious movies. We even watched the Hobbs and Shaw. I hadn't seen that, uh, seen that yet. So we were all prepared and went and it was cool because the theater since it opened last week or the week before i mean maybe it was 10 15 percent full so there's plenty of room to kind of lounge out but was cool that there were other people because if there was no one it's like well why'd we leave the house to go watch this and so at certain points when certain characters showed up there was some some cheering from other people and just general people people laughing and it was definitely uh, a fun fun outing it's just having with covid being like you said kind of close to being more and more gone every day of something to look forward to and a reason to to leave the house and it's an event and you know for sure we probably could have got it on uh amazon or we could have waited and got it on hulu later but of just no no we're, we're gonna go we've been watching all these movies we're gonna spend some of our hard-earned money give it to these actors they deserve it they're going to entertain us for two hours, relax, do do the whole thing. And I look forward to uh, continuing to be able to do stuff like that. You make it sound like you, you ended the movie and you all clapped. I No clapping at the movie theater. I don't like that. No no clapping. No, no, there's, there, there's no clapping. <laughs> Not for Fast 9, at least. Maybe for something a little bit more uh, dedicated. But I don't know. This is probably the last franchise outside of a superhero movie franchise that we're we're ever going to get again. This is, and once that fizzles out, I don't know. I don't know what the next well, one. Well, what do you consider a franchise? How many movies? Well, you got to do at least three, but they're on nine. They've done that three times now. And one. Well, you, I They've got, one, I got times. one for you. I got one for you right off the top of my head. I finally got around to it. Uh, the John Wick franchise. They've got three, fourth one's coming out next year. And I finally saw the, uh, saw the first one. I felt like it was a real, uh pop culture blind spot for me i definitely heard about it listened to you know the podcast with it it's it's not even podcast about it i think i think simmons mentions it at least once a month and so it, it's not a very complicated plot but finally got a chance to to see it and so i feel like i'm no longer missing out on that well if you're not familiar with the legend of john wick man just be careful with your pencils though. you know just be be careful you know it, it, he's coming for you it was definitely even pretty much knowing what was going to happen. It was definitely still a, uh, a fun ride. And like I said, not a very complicated plot. I feel like the, uh, the fast movies are trying to become more and more complicated. So this was kind of fun of, all right. Yep. He's just going to go after a whole bunch of people. And there wasn't really like any sort of twists or turns to it. It was just, okay. So this was easy to follow. It's, it's a movie. With a bunch of stunt people directed by stunt people. It's yeah, how can we can choreograph at more stunts that we never get to do, or how do we just sync all these sequences together when generally we just only get, you know, three or four a movie? We're, we're going to give you nonstop, start to finish. It's going to be all these sequences we, we always love to choreograph and do together and all these awesome stunts. And it's done kind of perfectly. I, the, the stunt work is really fun in this. It's very authentic. It's very – I love the flow of it. The creativeness of the surroundings, the usefulness. It's almost some like Jackie Chan type stuff in, mm-hmm. in some of them where you're just using elements around your surroundings and being really creative with it. I, I'm into it. If you're not into that stunt work and a whole bunch of uh, violence, <laughs> violence, it, it is very violent. I, I don't, yes. don't want to mislead that. But I, I feel like at this point, if you're from, if you've heard of John Wick or someone's told you about John Wick, 
chances are that came up. It wasn't just like, yeah, awesome movie, definitely go see it. It was like, no. By the way, as a heads up, <laughs> it's gonna be some murder. Bo- lots, lots of murder. And I, I, I like the story. How simple it is. I love this underground world. I like that we don't know a whole lot of details about it. We just know the attitude of everyone surrounding him. That they're all very respectful and fearful and very aware that he's done a lot of cool things and, and has the credentials to make them feel the way they feel uh, without without really revealing a whole book about it. I, I, I like that. Like Everyone just bought in immediately that this guy's the real deal. Don't doubt him at all. It, uh, I, I assumed I would, but after watching it, I definitely added John Wick 2 to the, to the list. So... That'll be uh, that'll be in my future. Oh man, they ju- they just get better. They they really do. I have been doing my own little movie week here. I think I mentioned to you that I was doing a space movie week, and you did you did mention you might be doing a space week. I've only made it two so far. I ha- I have not seen these movies. I I was I I should have seen them sooner. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see as much of appeal to space movies. I I I should have given them a chance though. I watched Interstellar and I watched The Martian. There are some confusing things. I feel like they come out a year apart from each other, 2014, 2015 range. And they both have Matt Damon and they both have Jessica Chastain. And that just makes so much more confusion. So, so it's it's not a sequel? No, they're not even related in the slightest way. Just Inter- coincidence. It, it just, just coincidence and just a trend. I, I guess I missed the space trend. I, I don't know. Was, was there supposed to be a new reboot of E.T.? Is that is that coming too? I, <laughs> oh, I haven't heard about that. It would, ma- it would make sense. It's been a while. That seems like an easy way to make uh, make money with, with nostalgia. I'm starting my own rumors. I just made that up right now. I, I just I feel like the space trend is happening right now. There's the Ad Astra with Brad Pitt that that came out like two years ago. Also, I I don't I haven't seen that, but I would recommend both of these movies. Inter- Interstellar is is a good movie. It's a Christopher Nolan movie, so you're gonna be playing around with some time. The concepts isn't gonna be exactly <laughs> explicitly perfectly explained to you you're gonna have to think a little bit about it but that that's all right the the martian is a little bit easier to watch i will say and probably overall a little bit better movie excellent cast in both of them you've you got matthew mcconaughey and the other one in interstellar matt damon and, and a whole bunch of other people a whole bunch of people in the martian um yeah I, I would recommend both of them the the visuals that they're able to accomplish now i can see why that has to be why there's a space movie trend, at least there was, that, hey, we can finally make this kind of stuff look real. And the visuals in both of them are phenomenal. Interstellar has this scene, without ruining the movie, I mean, there, there's there's a black hole, and they have to sh- d- depict it in a way. And I, I, the math apparently adds up in this. There's math in both these movies. It's way above my podcast pay grade here. I'm not going to even... I'm watching Fast Nine and yeah, John I'm, Wick, and now you're trying to tell me to watch movies where I'm gonna have to do math. I got a I got a whiteboard over here, man. There's there's more letters oh, on it man. than numbers, and it is a math equation. All right, it's it's one of those kind of math things. It's <laughs> it, they're good movies, but the, the visuals I, I would say alone are worth checking out for Interstellar, and then The Martian's just a fascinating story that you you just got to know how it ends. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I figured that I would go right into Space Jam next week. Is that that's a space movie, right? We we got the new one. It's right in the name. Yeah, next week, uh, new Space Jam. Is is that going to be a theater watch? I think it is going to be on HBO Max, so we we would have a chance at streaming it. 
I, I think this is where we draw the line on. Do we attend this in theater or, or not? I, I'm not sure if this is going to make the cut. My only concern would be that it's it's a kid's movie, so there's going to be a lot of kids there. So I might have to try to go to a, a more late showing. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe that's when the kids go more often now. It's summer. Hmm. Yeah, that one's not on the uh, on the list the same way the uh, that Fast Nine was. I, is it's kind of weird though because I feel like it should be. Space Jam is a big deal in our lives. I I think that's is, is that not a movie you you watched a lot as a kid? Oh yeah, Space Jam, but this is this is new Space Jam. So this is this is for a whole another generation. It's not it's not for me. I don't know. I think as a basketball fan, it it still applies to all of us. I'm not expecting a phenomenal movie. I don't think the first not movie just was... basketball fan, Looney Tunes fan. Yeah, it might probably be the last Looney Tune movie ever. What about Space Jam 3? They're not doing a Space Jam 3. We're lucky we got a Space We're not even lucky we got a Space Jam 2. They just did a Space Jam 2 because they had to. It was a, it was a money grab. Man, you went from we have to go see this to this is a money grab. Well, obviously it's a money grab. We still should go see it. It's like okay. the Entourage movie. You, if you're a fan of Entourage, you should be a fan of this. It's, it's the same thing as Fast and Furious. You're a fan of the first Space Jam. You should probably be a fan of this. You're still not going to go see it. All right. You know what? That's fine. You don't need to go see it. I'll tell you how awesome I'll, it is. I'll, I'll get around to it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll wait. Uh, I, I see what people say. Yeah. I, 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 don't need, I, don't need, I don't need to be the, the hipster that sees these things right away. I can, I can wait. The hipster. I can wait a couple of weeks, hear some reviews, find out how I want to do things. The reviews aren't going to help. If you're think if this isn't the type of movie that you decide to go see based on the reviews, this not is a like movie- reviews like official reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm talking about reviews of people I follow on Twitter and people in my life, it's like that sort of reviews. I'm expecting an Uncle Drew type movie, which probably wasn't worth seeing in theaters, uh, but I was glad that I did see at least once. Uh, maybe maybe a good plane movie, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go see these movies. I gotta see Fast and Furious and Black Widow. Uh, maybe maybe I'll get a chance. I, I used to live across from the theater. It was so much easier. <laughs> well, uh, good luck finding a uh, you know a rainy day to do it. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to talk about the weather. They don't like when I do that. But uh, we'll, okay. we'll talk more about the weather in the next week's podcast. For now, we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, is there anything else you want to add for the people out there? I sure hope that the U.S. men's team can turn it around and we uh, don't lose a third exhibition game in a row. Yeah, coming up next week, a podcast with zero drop calls, and I don't have to stumble for their opening 10 minutes. Coming up next week, uh, tune in. We'll be back. Little column A, little column B.